Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. On this is podcast land, Frank, Naps number 82. So we're back from our two-week hiatus. But I got action-packed episode planned for you. The NBA draft is tonight. The Golden State Warriors have won the NBA championship. MLB's rolling. So much more. Stay tuned for this action-packed episode number 82. Let's hop into it. Let's start for episode number 82. How do you with the headlines in the NBA? The Golden State Warriors, yes, they get their fourth NBA championship. And now... When they won their first three NBA championships, I was a little bit of a Cavs fan then, non Knicks fan. I was more of a Cavs fan. So I was always upset. I always hated the Warriors then. But now I'm kind of happy seeing the Warriors win a championship. My guy, Jordan Poole, had two buzzer beaters in this series, both in the third quarter, 10 in the third quarter. Just great stuff right there from him. This is just a great team, everybody. They're so young. Outside of Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Andre Iguodala. I mean, they got Kevon Looney. They got Moses Moody. They got John Lee Kuminga. They got Jordan Poole. I mean, they're setting themselves up for another dynasty it could possibly be with Jordan Poole, with Jonathan Kuminga, with Moses Moody. And they could also set themselves up to trade for another superstar, whoever it might be. They could trade Andrew Wiggins, which I don't think they'll do. They could obviously trade Jonathan Kuminga, probably one of the best trade bait pieces of this offseason I could see. And just so much right here. So I'm glad to see the Golden State Warriors win the NBA championship. So much adversity went on with that team after the 2019 NBA Finals. Obviously, Fishing second worst in the NBA. James Wiseman just, I mean, another great piece right there who they could trade in the offseason. James Wiseman really didn't do anything for them this season. Didn't play one single game, but he still gets a ring, everybody. So James Wiseman, just great stuff right there. But yeah, Golden State Warriors fought through a lot, everybody. They had a bad season last year, lost in the playing game to Memphis Grizzlies. Now they get to eliminate the Memphis Grizzlies in the second round of the NBA playoffs this year. They get to win the NBA championship against the Boston Celtics in six games. In their championship run, every single championship they won, they never, ever faced elimination. That's a crazy stat right there. Didn't know that? Leave down in the comment section. Those are my thoughts on the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth NBA championship. Congratulations to Steph Curry. Congratulations to Steve Kerr winning his ninth NBA championship. He's giving Bill Russell for a run for his money right there. Yeah, that's wild stuff right there. Five as a player, now four as a coach. Steve Kerr, congratulations. That's just great stuff right there. But let's move to another thing in the NBA. We got the NBA draft now, everybody. I'm going to give my mock draft player the top 14 picks, but we got so much to discuss in this episode. It's going to be amazing, everybody. It's going to be an ashback to NBA draft. Last year, NBA draft wasn't too much exciting. You knew Kay Cunningham was going one. You knew Jalen Green was going number two. You knew Evan Mobley was going three. And after that, okay, excitement kind of died down. This year, we have no clue what's going to happen. The Magic could trade the number one pick for Don Mitchell. They could do anything. They could take Chad Holmgren. I'm so excited for this NBA draft, everybody. I'm going to give you my mock draft later. A top 14 picks, the lottery. But this is going to be wild stuff right here. Awesome NBA draft to look forward to right here. But we got some more news in the NBA. Kyrie Irving weighing his options. Now, Kyrie Irving says he wants to go to Knicks. Kyrie Irving says they consider going to the Lakers, consider going to the Clippers, consider going to all these teams. Do all these teams want to consider going after Kyrie Irving? That's the thing right there. If I'm a Knicks fan, I'd rather go after Jalen Brunson, Jaden Ivey, instead of Kyrie Irving. If I'm a Clippers fan, I'd like to keep my young core. Instead of going after Kyrie Irving, if I'm a Lakers fan, does that really work? Does LeBron really want Kyrie Irving back on his team? I don't think so. Dov Mitchell, a bunch of stuff going on with him right now. Trade rooms are swirling. Now, Dov Mitchell, we're going to talk about that later in the episode. That's about my NBA headlines so far. Now, let's move to the MLB where we have a bunch of news. Yankees are by first team to 15 wins. And this is just it's mesmerizing the way they're pitching right now. The way they're playing in the Rizzo's hitting bombs. Aaron Judge hitting bombs. If Aaron Judge wasn't MVP by far right now, I think Anthony Rizzo would be contender for MVP. I think Garrett Cole is definitely a contender for signing. I think Garrett Cole starts the MLB All-Star Games here for the AL. He's just been that great. He's had two no-hit bids this year, both broken up in the eighth inning. But he's just been great, Garrett Cole. He's been solid. Ever since that terrible opening day start, he's just been solid. That's Cortez. just been solid. One of the best ERAs in baseball. It's an exciting team to watch, everybody. Not staff my New York Mets, but... This is an amazing thing right here. New York baseball has been revived as if it ever died. This is just amazing stuff here. New York baseball at peak. Never been like this before. This is amazing right here. Two best teams in the MLB. Mets and Yankees, everybody. I'm going to give you my top five later. You can see the best team in the MLB is in my opinion, but 
just crazy stuff going on right now, and then we'll be Yankees rolling right now. That's about for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. So now I got a fire take of the week for you right here. The Orlando Magic don't need this number one pick. They should maybe trade this number one pick. They have their young court. They have Cole Anthony. They have Franz Wagner, who had an amazing rookie season. They have Jonathan Isaac, who could be a defensive player of the year candidate. They have Jalen Suggs, who could progress in his second season in the NBA. They have Wendell Carter Jr., who had an amazing season for the Orlando Magic last year. They have Markel Fultz, what he might do in the NBA, former number one overall pick. They have Mo Bamba. So do they really need another Jabari Smith? Do they really need a Paolo Banquero? Do they really need Chet Holmgren? Or do they really need a Donovan Mitchell? This is where the comes in right here. Now, I don't have them trading this pick in my mock draft. I'm going to give a spoiler right there. I have Jabari Smith going number one in my mock draft. You'll see later on in the episode two, the Orlando Magic. But is that the right choice right there? I'm going off what I think they'll do, not what I think they should do. The Utah Jazz could be going through a rebuild right now. They might be getting rid of Rudy Gobert, and they're sure they probably will get rid of Dolph Mitchell. Now, Orlando Magic have been a playoff team in the past, not too long ago. 2020, we're a playoff team. Hug around there with the Milwaukee Bucks. Took them five games, one game one. They needed a veteran presence. They don't really have a pure, solid veteran right now who has made an all-star team. Terrence Ross, a veteran. He's never made an all-star team. Nikola Vucevic was a veteran. He had made an all-star team. So they need a player like that. They need another alpha. Now, I don't think it's going to be Rudy Gobert. Is it Dolph Mitchell? Is it Jaden Ivey? I really don't know. Do they really need another big man? This is such a tall lineup. You got John Isaac, who's 6'11". You got Franz Wagner, who's 6'10". You got Mo Bamba, who's 7'0". This is just a crazy lineup right here. You got Quinn, who's a great player. If they do decide to trade this pick, for Dolph Mitchell. Now, it could be the number one pick, straight up for Dolph Mitchell, which I don't think Jazz would accept. Now, you could do another package in there, which I read the other day. Cole Anthony, Jalen Sucks, RJ Hampton, Mo Bamba. Not the number one pick for Dolph Mitchell. Then you take Chet Holmgren at number one. Now, I don't think that the Utah Jazz in any world would take this trade. Trade Dolph Mitchell back in the number one pick to Orlando Match. I think they would need the number one pick in this trade. Just a lot of stuff right there. I think the Orlando Magic already had their young core. I don't think they need another rookie like Jabari Smith, Powell, Lunker, or Chet Holmgren. That's my take right there. Leave it down in the comment section. Now, top five, everybody. This week's top five is mine. Top five teams, MLB. Let's hop into it. I got two honorable mentions to give you right here. The Toronto Blue Jays and San Francisco Giants. I want to start out right here with Toronto Blue Jays, though, everybody. Toronto Blue Jays have had an amazing season. They're led in their starting rotation by second-year player, Alec Manoa, who is the lowest year in the MLB. Let me say that again. Second-year player, Alec Manoa, lowest ERA in the MLB. Now, Kevin Gosman, their second-best pitcher, has almost one side before last year with the San Francisco Giants. Had his best season ever last season with the San Francisco Giants. Almost one side. I think he finished second. Then they have Jose Barrios, number three. It's just a great team. They have Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who pretty much almost won MVP last season, who could win MVP this season, tearing things up right now. He's going to be an all-star. They have Boba Shett, who's going to be an all-star. They have Alejandro Kirk, who's going to be an all-star. They have Matt Chapman at the corner, third base, who could also be an all-star. They have Kevin Biggio. They have George Springer. They have T. Oscar Hernandez. This is a great team, in my opinion, but they are definitely an honorable match on my top five list. Now, San Francisco Giants, they are a great team. They have Logan Webb. I mean, Logan Webb's been one of the best starting pitchers in baseball. He's a weird type of starting pitcher. He's going to give up so many hits, but he's not going to give up many runs. He's never going to throw in a header, but he's not going to give up five runs. He's going to give up at max three runs, in my opinion. Logan Webb is the type of pitcher you want, type of pitcher who doesn't give up many runs, but will give up hits, doesn't really give up the home run ball all that much. Logan Webb, a great pitcher, in my opinion. This is a good team. I mean, they need to figure out the catcher situation. Joey Bart looking like a bust. Kirk Caselli's good for now. 
losing Buster Posey, they thought, hey, Joey Bart's going to be the next solution. Number two pick in 2018 draft. No, he's been terrible so far. Now they got some good prospects. Mark Luciano, they could call up later in the season. This is a good team. I had the same so Giants as an honorable mention. Let's get into the real top five here right now. Fifth best team will be Houston Astros. They have a series going on right now against my New York Mets. First 40 win matchup of the season in the MLB. This is going to be crazy right here. But Houston Astros, fifth best team in the MLB. Before Los Angeles Dodgers, everybody, you can say, whoa, how do you have the Los Angeles Dodgers number four? Who's ahead of them? I'm going to tell you who's ahead of them. Their division rival, San Diego Padres. But let me talk about the Dodgers right here for a second. Mookie Betts has cooled down a little bit since that Mets series. About since that Mets series, he's cooled down. Tyler Anderson has gone off. Almost had a no-header. Shohei Otani broke it up. But just crazy stuff right here. They lost Walker Bueller, which is going to be a big fault for them. They lost well, a couple other pieces. Kershaw's losing stuff a little bit right there. So they're kind of struggling. They're in a little bit of a slump right now. But I do think they get out of it. They're in an easy series right now against the Cincinnati Reds. But I have the Dodgers, as of right now, fourth best team that will be. Third best team in the NL, where they used to be best team in the NL. Now, number three, San Diego Padres there. But now we all saw Manny Machado go down with injury. But I think in the long run, this is the third best team in the MLB. They got Manny Machado. They got Fernando Tati this year when he comes back. They got Jake Cronin worth Crone Zone. He's amazing. They got Eric Cosmer, who's cooled down a little bit, but he's still great. Austin Nola, Aaron Nolan's brother at catcher. This is just a good team. One of the best starting rotations in baseball. Joe Musgrove could start the All-Star game. Lowest DRA. In the NL right now, just great stuff right here. Sean Manai, great acquisition for them in the offseason from the Oakland Athletics. They also got Bob Melvin. I mean, great manager. They pretty much trade for Bob Melvin from the Oakland Athletics. Bob Melvin and Sean Manai, both coming from the Oakland Athletics. Just terrible team right now. Terrible organization. Going over to San Diego Padres, one of the best teams they'll be. Third best team they'll be, San Diego Padres. Number two, pains me to do it, but it's my New York Mets. Everybody. Yankees is the best team they'll be. Yep, I said it. Yankees is the best team they'll be. My New York Mets are number two. Still got some things to figure out right here. They get Wardo Escobar's chasing at too many pitches. Francisco Indoor's chasing at too many pitches. P. Alonso's cooling down a little bit, but I do think he should start first base still in the All-Star game over Paul Goldschmidt. Sorry, Paul. But, yeah, that's my top five teams. Then will be Mets two, Yankees one. That's my top five. Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, did you know this week? Did you know it's a great one? Did you know Andrew Wiggins, who just won NBA championship with the Golden Warriors, who people always said he's a bust, he's no good, he's no good out of Minnesota. It's a terrible move by the Golden State Warriors to trade D'Angelo Russell for him. He's the only number one pick in the past eight years to win NBA championship. Yes, Andy Bet couldn't do it. Andy Edwards certainly hasn't done it yet. Ben Simmons certainly hasn't done it yet. This is wild stuff right here. I mean. Past eight number one overall picks haven't been terrible, but Andrew Wiggins the only one to win NBA championship. Didn't know that? Leave down in the comment section. That's Baffer didn't know this week. Now, around the base, sorry, but this is going to be action-packed around the base. I'm going to talk about a few things right here, and I'm going to give my MLB All-Star Game predictions for my final All-Star Game predictions for the All-Star Game. Let's hop into it. So I'm going to start right here talking about the monster that O'Neal Cruz is there. But now, if you're not familiar with who O'Neal Cruz is, he's six foot seven. He plays baseball. You probably would have thought he played basketball. He's a shortstop. You probably would have thought he's an outfielder by the six foot seven playing baseball. No, he's a shortstop. You'd probably say, oh, he doesn't throw it fast then. Yeah, he threw 96 miles per hour in his first game of the season. Yeah, he had an amazing season last year, only playing two games. He had nine at-bats, three of nine with a homer. Great OPS last season. Now he's back up in the MLB this year. Played one game last night. Just amazing. O'Neal Cruz, a monster. Fastest throw of the season in his first game of the season by any player. 
Pirates got a good young core, but they had a rookie hit three home runs the other day. They got Key Brian Hayes. This is an interesting team to look out for. They just need to get their pitching figured out. They called up a guy the other day. Jackson Smith and Jake Bell, Hossie Warsier's brother, Can Smith. Jake Bell, just a little bit interesting thing right there. But just, yeah, this is a good young core. Neil Cruz, a monster. They compare him to the next talent for now, Taste Jr. Neil Tatis Jr. isn't great in the field. O'Neill Cruz is great in the field. Six foot seven, shortstop. He's a monster, everybody. He could be, I know, rookie of the year. Maybe he got called up too late in the cycle, but. Yeah, O'Neill Cruz could tear things up and win NL Rookie of the Year. NL Rookie of the Year looking like Hunter Green as of right now or say a Suzuki. But, you know, O'Neill Cruz could sweep in there. Why are all the good? I'm just realizing this right now. Why are all the good NL rookies in the NL Central? Say a Suzuki, Hunter Green, now you O'Neill Cruz. So that's just wild stuff right there. So O'Neill Cruz, a monster. Great first game in season four O'Neill Cruz. Hopefully you can keep it up. Have a great rookie season. Now I want to talk about one more thing right here. The Philadelphia Phillies are tearing things up right now. Braves are tearing things up. So are the Philadelphia Phillies ever since firing. Joe Girardi. But they started Garrett Stubbs, the catcher the other day. They were down one nothing, going into the bomb knot. Two outs, 2-2 two, two count. Runners on first and second. Garrett Stubbs, our guy, who we had on episode number 81, hits a three-run home run. Just wild stuff right there to walk the game off. Awesome celebration. Best home run celebration this season so far, in my opinion. What do you think? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's awesome stuff right there. Garrett Stubbs gets a walk-off home run. But now we're to the big part around bases there, but the all-star game predictions. Let's hop into it. I want to start with the starting pitchers in the American League and the National League. In the American League, I have Garrett Cole, not Nestor Cortez, not anybody else. I have Garrett Cole, who's been tearing things up as of late. Had so many no-hit bids this season. He's just been great. Garrett Cole had a rough game against Minnesota there night, but Garrett Cole's tearing things up right now. Had a great game against Tam Bay in his last start. Just great stuff. Garrett Cole, I think, is the AL starting pitcher for the All-Star game. Now for the NL, it could be Joe Musgrove, but I want to see Sandy Alcantara starting this game. Says he can throw 140 pitches in a game. Now, I don't think he's going to do that in the All-Star game. He's probably going to throw around 20 pitches, maybe one inning, maybe even less. But Sandy Alcantara is a great pitcher. Second lowest ERA in the NL right now behind Joe Musgrove. But I want to see Sandy Alcantara, not Joe Musgrove. Start this game. Yes, Joe Musgrove. Get into this All-Star game. He'll still be an All-Star. But I think Sandy Alcantara gets the nod. I think he deserves to start in this All-Star game over Joe Musgrove. So those are my two starting pitchers for the All-Star game. Now, the catchers, I think it's going to be Wilson Contreras from the NL and Alejandro Kirk from the AL. By now, Alejandro Kirk, people are, actually no. Let's switch that. Let's go from Alejandro Kirk over to Salvador Perez. I'm changing that on the spot right now. But Salvador Perez, most home runs by a catcher in that MLB season, hit a home run there or not. Now Alejandro Kirk has been slumping as of late. People say Alejandro Kirk, Alejandro Kirk this, Alejandro Kirk that. His OPS has been going down. His average is soon going to be out of 300s. He doesn't have many home runs. I think they'll only up six. Alejandro Kirk, I don't think he starts this All-Star game. I think he probably still is an All-Star. I think Salvador Perez gets an odd catcher. Wilson Contreras gets an odd a catcher for the NL. Those are my two catchers for the All-Star game. Now, let's go over to first base. First base for the NL, I reset. It's going to be P. Alonso, everybody. What are we valuing more? Are we valuing average in OPS? Are we valuing home runs in RBIs? What would you rather see in an All-Star game? Pete Alonso hitting a home run or Paul Goldschmidt hitting a single? Yeah, I'd rather see Pete Alonso hitting a home run. Same thing with Jose Ramirez and Rafael Devers valuing average in OPS, which Rafael Devers has the advantage over. Or are we valuing home runs in RBIs, which Jose Ramirez Obviously, has the advantage over Rafael Devers in that category. But I think P. Alonso, most RBIs, will be guessing odd at first base over Paul Goldschmidt. First base, P. Alonso. First base for the AL. So think about making the tie, France. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is tearing things up right now. Similar in OPS and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. getting up there in his average. So Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has a lot of home runs this season. I predicted him to have 60 home runs this season. He's probably not getting a gap to that mark. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. starts at first base for the American League in the All-Star game. Now, second base in the AL, I think it's Jose Altuve. Second base in the NL is Jeff McNeil. Jeff McNeil tearing things up right now. 326 batting average. It's a disgrace that Jeff McNeil is not top two in all-star voting right now for second base. I think it's Jazz Chisholm and Ozzy Albies. That's just a disgrace right there. 
Jeff McNeil needs to be in that category. 326 batting average. Jeff McNeil has changed so much from this season to last season. He's not trying to hit home runs. He's trying to hit it whether or not. Yeah, Jeff McNeil deserves to start at second base in the All-Star game. Third base, I already said for the AL, Jose Ramirez. So I'm not going to talk about him right now. But for third base in the NL, now if May Machado can't go, I think it's Austin Riley. Austin Riley has the second most home runs in the NL right now at 18 behind Pete Alonso, who's been just doing great right now, Austin Riley. I said he would do well this season at Mississippi State. Had a great season last year. Bad 300 last season. Not bad in 300 this season. Boston Riley's doing really, really well. But batting 260, I want to say right now, with 18 homers. Doing really well. So if Manny Machado can't go, it's going to be Austin Riley at their base. Those are my two third baseman starters for the NL. Manny Machado or Austin Riley, depending on who's healthy. Shortstop in the AL is going to be Xander Bogarts and shortstop in the NL. O'Neal Cruz, if he tears things up, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to go with Trey Turner. I think Francisco Lindor maybe gets a knock right here. Uh, if he ends up in the All-Star game, if he ends up as a starter, if he has a couple more home runs until the All-Star break. But as of right now, I'm going Trey Turner. Higher batting average, higher home runs right now. So Trey Turner gets shortstop in the NL. Those are my shortstops for the All-Star game. Now for the outfield in the AL, this is a no-brainer. Aaron Judge, Byron Buxton, and Mike Trout. Now, you could say Taylor Ward, who has a really high OPS and a really high batting average, but I don't think so. I'm going to go Byron Buxton over Taylor Ward. Ask, I mean, Angels don't get two All-Stars into the outfield as of right now, but Angels just slumping right now. Taylor Ward is doing really well at the start of the season, doing really well still. Mike Trout still tearing things up. They're just not winning ball games. everybody. Shohei Otani's still hitting well. They're just not winning ball games. though. pitching has been lacking when Shohei Otani's not on the mound. Just crazy stuff right there. Angels not doing well. Fired Joe Madden, which probably wasn't the right decision right there, in my opinion. Just crazy stuff going on right now. That's my outfield for the AL. Now, my outfield for the National League is Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, and Jock Pearson, everybody. Jock Pearson deserves this All-Star game starting not over and all the Kunjur. All the Kunjur only has six home runs. Don't tell me he's an All-Star starter. Do not. That's my ML outfield as of right now. Now, my DH is for the All-Star Game, Jordan Alvarez and Bryce Harper. That's my final projections for the MLB All-Star Game, which occurs in June. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's my All-Star Game. It's that time of the episode, buddy. It's that time of year. We have the 2022 NBA Mock Draft Lottery Edition. First 14 picks. Let's on pit to the Orlando Magic are on the clock at number one. I already told you who it's going to be. It's Jabari Smith Jr. They should trade this pick. I don't think they will. Jabari Smith Jr. goes number one to the Orlando Magic. Sports number two. The Oklahoma City Thunder are on the clock. Now, I don't need a guard. They have Josh Giddy. They have Shai Gillis, Alexander. Let's add. Let's make that a big three for the future. Chad Holmgren goes number two. Is he the next Kevin Durant or is he the next Hashim Thabit? We don't know. Hashim Thabit went number two, but so did Kevin Durant. This is crazy stuff right here with Chad Holmgren. I think I'm leaning to the Kevin Durant side right now, but never know. Chet Holmgren could be the biggest bust in NBA history when it comes down to it all, or he could be a superstar. Chet Holmgren goes number two to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number three, the Houston Rockets are now on the clock, and I think they take Paolo Boncaro, the safest pick in the NBA draft, Paolo Boncaro. I think he goes right here to the Houston Rockets at number three. Okay, now the real NBA draft starts. Now we got the top three. That was easy, the top three. Now we got the big part of it all, the next picks. Let's hop into it. The number four pick in the NBA draft, Sacramento Kings around the clock. And the Sacramento Kings trade this pick to my New York Knicks, everybody. Now, you probably don't know who it's going to be for. Jay Nye. They're going to pick Jay Nye from my New York Knicks. But the trade is for Obi Toppin. Yes, I know it's a lot. Obi Toppin. Quinn Grimes, pick 11. And the Knicks get back in return. Jay Nye, who they'll pick at number four. And Rashawn Holmes. Now, if you need an insight on Jay Nye, 
I've watched every single Purdue game. I trust myself the most with Jaden Ivey inside right now. Jaden Ivey is a dog. He's an alpha. He has everything in him. He can shoot the three. He can be the next drama. He can be the next Russell Westbrook. He can be the next Damian Lillard. He can shoot the three. He can take you off the dribble. He took two years at Purdue. The right decision right there. Take two years at Purdue. This is great stuff right here. Jay Navi, an amazing player. He came back for a second year. He has that explosiveness. He has that Russell Westbrook game. He has that Dame Lord shooting. He has the drama and athleticism. This is amazing stuff right here. I think New York Knicks get their alpha. They get rid of Opie Top, in which tough decision right there. And they get rid of Quentin Grimes. Just going to rip a little bit right there. But they get Jay Navi. They get their point guard future. My New York Knicks get their superstar, Jay Navi, at number four. Now, number five, the Detroit Pistons are on the clock. And they take the biggest draft surprise in my NBA draft history in Shane Sharp. We have never, ever seen this guy play a professional game or even a college game. Now, most guys, they either play in the G League, they go overseas, they play in college. This guy has not done anything. He's played in high school. He's played, we're going straightly off of AAU. We're going straightly off of high school games. Now, he went to prestigious high school for basketball. But this is a mystery right here to Shane Sharp. I think he goes number five because this is a good pick right here. The Detroit Pistons, because I think the Detroit Pistons are going to set themselves up to get DeAndre Ayton, Jeremy Grant. So I don't think they take Keegan Murray right here. They've taken our guard pair up with Kate Cunningham, Killian Hayes, and all that. But he's a mystery, Shane Sharp. He's the biggest mystery in the NBA draft right now. He doesn't play good defense. It's going to be crazy right here. I have never seen anything on Shane Sharp. I don't think many people have. This is crazy stuff right here. But Shane Sharp goes number five. Has Shane Sharp even ever had a televised game? That's crazy stuff right there. Shane Sharp. Red shirt at Kentucky last season, so he didn't play any game. Wild stuff right there. Shane Sharp, biggest mystery of this NBA draft. Biggest mystery in my time covering the NBA draft. Number five, Shane Sharp goes to the Detroit Pistons. Number six, the Indiana Pacers are on the clock, and they take an easy pick. Keegan Murray, I mean, from Iowa. This is, he's not going to have to go very far. Indiana, and this is just a grid pick right here. Keegan Murray took two years at Iowa. Now, there are some concerns. He obviously didn't help them win their first-round matchup against Dayton, and that celebrity tournament didn't do well right there. Uh, I think that Keegan Murray goes right here at number six to the Indiana Pacers. This is going to be wild stuff right here. Keegan Murray can shoot the three. He had his brother on the Iowa team. He can shoot the three. He can take off the dribble. He can do all that. His definition of a modern-day big man, Keegan Murray, goes number six to the Indiana Pacers. Number seven, this is the biggest trade I've in maybe episode history of scored sports. The Portland Trailblazers. Trade pick seven, trade Josh Hart. They trade their 2025 first round pick, and they trade Anthony Simons. For guess who? Bradley Beal. Yep. They don't wait for free agency. They don't wait for any of that. They said, boom, boom, we're doing our draft night. Same thing, Jimmy Butler situation, which I'm comparing it to. Yep. Bradley Beal is a Portland Trade Blazer by the end of the night. So now the Washington Wizards have this pick. The Washington Wizards take Dyson Daniels, another mystery in this NBA draft class. From the G League. Now, this is an interesting pick right here. In my opinion, Dyson Daniels could be a superstar, but he could also be another bust. We could see G League guys burn out. I mean, some of these G League guys, Jane Hardy didn't have a good season. Some of these guys couldn't do well. Isaiah Todd did the G League route last year. Didn't do anything in his NBA rookie season. He stayed in the G League. So this is crazy stuff right here. But I think Dyson Daniels is, and this is a good pick for the Washington Wizards, starting their new type of franchise. Washington Wizards always take a college player, an older player. They took Danny Avdia, an older type player. They took Corey Kispert last year in the lottery, an older type of player. But I think this year, they go with the younger route. They take Dyson Dales, go against their draft philosophy. They take Dyson Dales, Wes Unsell Jr., gets his guy, and Dyson Dales, and they move off of Bradley Beal. It's going to be tough to do, but I think that's the move right here. Biggest trade I've had in scored sports history on this show. Now, pick eight. New Orleans Pelicans are on the clock. They take the easy selection right here on Benedict Mathurin. He plays good defense. This is another sophomore. This is the class of sophomores. Outside the top three, it's mostly sophomores. Keegan Murray, Jane Nivey, now Benedict Mathurin. This is a good sophomore class, in my opinion, right here. So Benedict Mathurin played good defense at Arizona last season. Can shoot the three very, very well. I haven't rated over A.J. Griffin, who could be another pick right here. Benedict Mathurin's not available. But 
Pick number eight, goes to Brandon Ingram, goes to Zion Williamson. This is going to be a great fit right here. I think he's a perfect pick right here for the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans take Ben McMathurin. Now, pick nine, San Antonio Spurs are on the clock, everybody. And with the nine pick, San Antonio Spurs select Johnny Davis. This is a great Popovich type of player. He doesn't shoot the three very well. He doesn't shoot the three very much, but he shoots the mid-range very much and shoots the mid-range very well. Kind of like a Devin Vassell type of player who they already have. He's going to fit well. Jonte Murray. It's going to be a good pick right here for the San Antonio Spurs. Pop gets his guy in. Johnny Davis watched him play at Wisconsin this year. It was great for mid-range. I tore up my Michigan Wolverines in that game. Terrible game right there with Jawan Howard, everything like that. But Spurs get Johnny Davis. Now, pick 10. Another trade. The Washington Wizards keep on to their number 10 pick. They say, we don't really know what to take. We're not taking another player in the first round. So let's just, let's relax for a little bit. We're not getting another lottery pick. Let's trade over to the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks say, hmm, do we want Rudy Gobert? Or do we take the younger rim protector and Mark Williams? Mark Williams out of Duke is going to be an amazing player, but I think he might have higher upside than Rudy Gobert. He's a seven-footer like Rudy Gobert. It's going to be a great pick right here. I mean, he's just a great player, great wingspan. I mean, yeah, gets so many rebounds. Had a great season at Duke last year, another sophomore. Mark Williams, great player, goes number 10 to the Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta Hawks trade up to get Mark Williams from the Washington Wizards. Now, pick 11, Sacramento Kings are back on the clock. This time, they're not trading the pick. They trade... Back from pick four, down to pick 11. Now they're on the clock. Now I have another Duke guy going right here. A.J. Griffin fits in well with Davion Mitchell, fits in well with De'Aaron Fox. He's just a great three-point shooter. Shot 50% from the three last season, A.J. Griffin. Great player. A.J. Griffin goes number 11 over to Sacramento Kings. Now, pick 12, Oklahoma City Thunder up back on the clock. Their second lottery selection. And I think they take Tari Eason, Small forward out of LSU. Now, you could say it could be another player, but I think it's going to be Tari Eason right here. Tari Eason played great defense at LSU last season. That's the type of player Sam Presti likes. I think that's who they take right here. Pick number 12. Maybe a big reach right here, but I don't think so. Oklahoma State Thunder take Tari Eason with number 12 pick out of LSU. Now, pick 13, second last pick of my 2022 NBA mock draft. The Charlotte Hornets are on the clock, and they take a guy who could be the next Rudy Gobert, who could be the next big NBA center, or it could be a very bad NBA center in Jalen Duran. Jalen Duran. If, I mean, he had so much upside going into this season. He could have been the NBA draft next year and could have been the number one overall pick if he didn't go to Memphis last season, but he did. He didn't do the G League route or anything like that. Jalen Duran goes pick 13 over to the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets are in a mess right now. They won't have a head coach. They hired Kenny Atkinson. He says, I like winning championships. I'm going to stay with the Golden State Warriors. So, wild stuff right there. Charlotte Hornets take Jalen Duran, whoever their head coach might be. They won't even have a head coach for the NBA draft. That's just crazy stuff right there. Now, pick 14. Cleveland Cavaliers are on the clock for my last pick, my NBA draft, and they take another wild prospect, but it's going to be a steal right here for J.B. Bickerstaff and his staff and Kobe Altman, their GM. This is just me, a great pick right here. Jane Hardy out of G League, everybody. Now, this was a guy going into the season, NBA draft, September you're talking about. He could be the number one pick. Had a terrible season in the G League, though, but he still got some upside. A lot of these guys don't have any type of experience being pro. Jane Hardy does, though, in the G League. Had one rough season being a pro. Now he'll probably go back to the G League next year, but he's more a client to that life now, being a pro. So Jane Hardy goes over to the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is more of a long-term pick right here. I want to make a splash for the last pick of my mock draft. Cavs, take Jane Hardy with the last pick of my mock draft. That's my 2022 NBA mock draft. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, sports sports fans, we're going on another summer hiatus for three weeks. I want to predict NBA free agency predictions for the next three weeks of the NBA. Now, for first prediction right here, Kyrie Irving returns to the Brooklyn Nets because nobody wants him. Clippers don't want him. Knicks don't want him. He's not going to go to another team. Lakers, obviously, don't want him. LeBron doesn't want him. Miles team. So Kyrie Irving has no other option but to return to the Brooklyn Nets. Probably doesn't get a new contract anyways. Kevin Durant probably reluctantly 
teams up with Kyrie Irving and Yengist. Well, stuff here, but I think Kyrie Irving at the end of it all is Brooklyn Net again, reluctantly. Now, the next one I have right here, Detroit Pistons grab DeAndre Aiden. This is why I don't think they go after Keegan Murray with number five pick. I think they take Shane Sharp, and I think they trade Jeremy Grant, and they grab DeAndre And This is win-win for both sides. Suns get a star in Jeremy Grant, and the Pistons get DeAndre now. They might not trade Jeremy Grant for DeAndre. It might be something else, but I think the Pistons grab onto DeAndre Aiden. This can be a good pick. Former number one overall pick, DeAndre Aiden. He goes to the Detroit Pistons in trade from Phoenix Suns. Hasn't really gotten things figured out. Has a video game addiction, which is pretty bad. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden goes over to the Detroit Pistons' colder weather area. For the first time he's out of Arizona in years. Played Arizona in college. Now he went to Phoenix. Now he's going over to Detroit. Everybody, this is going to be a big change for him. But next one right here. The biggest prediction I have so far is Donovan Mitchell gets traded. But you're not going to think who it's going to be to. Now, Danny Ainge is the Jazz GM right now. Which team was Danny Ainge on last season? It was the Boston Celtics I play. What if he says, hey, Brad, let's make a deal. I'll trade Donovan Mitchell for Marcus Smart, Derek White, maybe Al Horford, somebody like that. Maybe they want to get another young piece. Maybe they get Robert Williams, which I would do if that was Brad Stevens or Ime Odaka for the Celtics right now. I would trade Robert Williams. I would trade Marcus Smart. I would trade Al Horford, whoever it might be, however my picks it might take for Donovan Mitchell. Now, it's a bit of a wacky thing right here. I think this should push Celtics over that championship caliber, which will propel them to make the finals again next season, maybe even win the uh, finals next season. They were missing that extra piece in the finals this season. It seemed like against the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors just outmatched them. They had too much talent on that team. Golden State Warriors, too much youth, too much speed, too much shooting for the Celtics to match, too much defense. But Donald Mitchell, you get a good piece on defense, you get a good piece on offense to mesh well with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. All these guys are going to be scorers, but they're all going to take their turns, in my opinion. Donald Mitchell goes over to the Boston Celtics this offseason. That's going to be a crazy thing right there to see now. The second last one I have right here is the Miami Heat trade Tyler Hero because he wants to start and roll, but you're not going to expect to. The Denver Nuggets trade Jamal Murray to Miami Heat for Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin. Now, the Miami Heat have some concerns about Kyle Lowry, but they could grab on to Jamal Murray. This would be great here. Tyler Hero gets a starting role with the Denver Nuggets now. Denver Nuggets might not pull the trigger on Jamal Murray just yet. Maybe they'll pull the trigger on Michael Moore Jr. this offseason. I got a wacky thing right there. Tyler Hero goes over to the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray gets traded before he even recovers from his ACL injury two years ago and goes over to the Miami Heat to play with Kyle Lowry to play. They just lost P.J. Tucker in free agency, so they're going to get, they're going to play with Jimmy Butler. It's going to be a good next season for the Miami Heat. Mixed in with Max Struess, Duncan Robinson still on that team, whatever it might be. But I got one last NBA prediction for this season. John Collins goes over to the Indiana Pacers area, but they have Keegan Murray, who may need to go in the G League for next season, but John Collins goes up. I think the Hawks just move on from John Collins. They want to stick with Onyeka Okongu, and they're going with Mark Williams in my mock draft, so I think they build around those two guys. They don't get Rudy Gobert. They move on from John Collins. Those are my NBA offseason predictions. Leave your answer in the comment section. So, Squirt Sports fans, we are going on a three-week summer hiatus like we did last summer. But I got a question today for you right here. Best for last. What will be the biggest sports move made by next month? Will Dom Mitchell being traded? Will it be an NBA player being traded? Will it be an MLB player being traded? Will it be Tampa Bay Lightning or Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup Finals? Leave your answer in the comment section. What will be the biggest thing in sports one month from now? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about for question today this week. That's about for Squirt Sports Land Frank, episode 82. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Follow Squirt Sports on TikTok at Squirt Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and view. We'll see you when we get back from the summer hiatus on episode 83. Stay tuned.